What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another East of Stratford podcast. Today, we're talking United finally crushing a shit team. We beat Watford 3-0. Bruno got on the score sheet. Martial got on the score sheet. And obviously, Mason Greenwood played. So he got on the score sheet. Uh, Vishnu, what do you think? Do you think that they were shit or were we actually just fucking good? To be fair, I think it was just like one person who just made the difference in the whole match, honestly speaking, because as soon as the game started, I think the first 15, 20 minutes, both teams were just abysmal with the ball. Um, right. was holding possession. The shots were not even connecting. There was a lot of loose balls in play. And then you could just see the magic that is Bruno Fernandes. Um, he made all the difference in the game today. I think... Apart barring him and glimpses of energy from Martial and maybe a couple of the United defenders, it was a very mediocre game. But yeah, this guy made it all different. His um, attraction with the ball and everything he did, like including just like getting the ball into <clears throat> as much as possible, just gave a sort of um, confidence to the rest of the United uh, team. And they stepped up to the plate. I think mostly it was in the second half. And uh, yeah, uh, very happy with the win. There is two wins on the trot now. The race to the fourth place is still in play. And um, yeah, let's hope our prediction comes true. Kartik, what do you think? Yeah, dude, definitely, dude. I completely agree with Vishnu on this as well. I think it's that one, um, especially when we started to get into the game a lot more. you know, it, it was pretty evident, like, the kind of change that Bruno Fernandes has kind of brought into the team. And it's just not with himself. Like, the moment he has the ball, everyone is confident to, like, play their own game too. Like, play, like make those runs. I feel like the reason a lot of our football earlier seemed to... It seemed like we were lacking a lot of confidence in making plays, making quick decisions, which was clearly the opposite in the, in the Watford game. I don't think I've seen... Um, a game like that where we've been more sure about our passes. We know exactly what to do. Martial's making the right runs, you know. The wingbacks are making right runs. But they know that, and that's only when Bruno has the ball, especially. So he's been dictating it so well. And considering he's only been here for, like, what, a month now? I think the kind of change he has brought amongst the team and the way we're all playing, I think it was fantastic. I mean, the penalty was all him. Um, You know, uh, Martial's goal, I agree. Uh, the pass wasn't probably that spot on, but still, he found Martial, and then Martial just—it was just—it was disgusting, bro. It was. I was, was actually dude, disgusting. I did not see. Oh. See, that's the thing about Martial too. Like when he's playing with the right players, he suddenly just fucking pulls shit out of his ass, out of nowhere. Like, you know, we we know he's got that kind of skill and talent in him, but I feel like it's just been a lack of confidence. Like, I feel like he's also stopped making those runs. I think it's, it's, it's a weird form of conditioning that he's been through with, like, so many different uh, change in styles of play and everything. And now, suddenly, he's found that one person who knows exactly, you know, he knows that they're going to find him regardless, you know? So I think he's more confident in making those runs as well. And we saw it, dude. We saw, like, final score, the final, the way we played with so much confidence towards at least, okay, the first half, we were a little shaky, but second half, we were, we seemed like a team that could easily challenge for the top four, like, with just like, you know, if he, if he keep this consistent on a consistent basis, like I always say, but yeah. Yeah, dude, I think, um, 
I, I want to touch on Bruno first, like you guys did. Bruno was sensational, dude. And like you were saying, I think the biggest thing is that people make runs when Bruno is on the ball. Because yeah. they know he'll find... Dude, he was making passes that I couldn't even see on the TV. Like, yeah. there was some, like, <laughs> yeah. pass to Mason Greenwood who made, like, yeah. a weird diagonal run. Yeah, I was yeah. like, shit! Like, that's a Pogba-type pass. And I think, yeah, you know, yeah. what he has, he has that Pogba, you know, skill set of being able to find a pass. But he's, he's also running his dick off for the team, dude. Like, he doesn't stop everywhere. running, man. Exactly. If he's not in midfield, if he knows that he's not needed in midfield, he's going up front. And I think that's yeah. what's fantastic. Like, people are not just staying and holding their positions. They're they're doing more. They're moving around more. And when Bruno is not in midfield, he's up in attack. Or when he needs to be in midfield and, like, sort of, like, be a part of the build-up play, he's there. He's there when you need him. And I think that's... And everyone's constantly looking for him and just trying to just give it to him and then make the damn run. He will find yeah. you. We, we shouldn't get so dependent on him. Like, because we did get yeah. so dependent on Pogba. But did, yeah. having him is fucking awesome. And just imagine if fucking Rashford. Oh, and if we got oh. Sancho in, baby. Oh, that would be dirty. That team would be, would be absolutely. so oh dirty. My God. Imagine, dude, look at the pace already in this team. Imagine if fucking Sancho also comes on board. Like, yeah. The fuck? And if we could somehow, dude, I still love Pogba. If we could somehow just keep that fucker and have both of them like running up with the ball and someone like Fred just cleaning up and Scott McTominay cleaning up. Be... No, I feel like that's what we're missing as well because, like, I know for a fact that if Pogba and Bruno play, say, one or two games together, I think that might just change the whole mentality of the thing. There's more like the team, the midfield is so much more fluid now. Um, you can see, uh, I think Matic, like, even Matic was just yeah. holding around. Matic and Fred are playing very well with Bruno. Because yeah. they're just yeah. holding it back. And then Bruno's just making these attacking runs, getting into the box. And, dude, this guy's just, I don't know, a blessing in disguise, man. We really needed him. And, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely spot on. Imagine just, like, you have Pogba and um, um, Bruno on either ends. And then you got Rashford <laughs> and Real. That's... Boy. Ridiculous. And, every, and everyone is so free to play their own game, dude, because yeah. they know that, yeah. you know, now Matic and Fred don't have to worry about, like, making plays or, like, you know, they just need to, they can play their own game. And you can see how even Matic, dude, like, he's he's done his job really well, especially since Bruno has come into the team. So yeah. I think that's also another point. Like, I would kind of like, to have, like Matic to be there in the squad next season as well so that just have a little bit more of a depth, like someone who can come in and, you know, play the final 20 minutes of the game or something while, you know. And I think he's a very good addition to the, especially the way he's playing now. Like, the Matic we really want to see. I think that's coming out more as well. I mean, yeah, even though he's... An, he's an experienced person. So yeah. we definitely need some yeah. experience. We can't go all for you. Yeah. And I think, you know, I want to wrap up on Bruno by saying that uh, he should have had two assists as well. Like, the Martial one, he his, didn't finish his, it on the yeah. first time. That was his as well, yeah. That was his, and he got the penalty all by himself. So he he won us that game, and without him, I don't see where we would have got the like broken the deadlock from. Because yeah. without his creativity, there's literally nothing, dude. It like we'd be relying on Martial to do what he did against Bruges and just go like from halfway line and fucking do some sh- yeah. insane yeah, shit. Yeah, I think it's like important to point out also like Bruno three starts, he's got two assists, one goal, and three man of the match awards. That is. Insane statistics. And also, point out that, that is... 
Yeah, and also to point out that since Bruno has come into the side, Martial has scored three goals in four games. So mm. you can see that there's... I don't think that's a coincidence because you can definitely see the link-up between these two players and, yeah, blessed to have a midfielder like this on our side. Yeah, I agree. Dude, he's been such an awesome signing. I just wish we could have gotten him this summer, but we yeah, have Imagine that. Imagine that. If we had oh. gotten him, like, we, we wouldn't have gone through. Maybe we would have been for the top three. Yeah. He hasn't even had time to settle into the team, I would say. Like, for any other player, like, settling in so quickly is... Like, he's already dictating terms on the field. Like, he wants players to... Like, he's 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 told them that... I feel like he's just told them that, you know, you guys go ahead, make the run. I will find you. And Dude, they have so much trust in him. And yeah. they have so much trust in him, bro. It's fantastic. I mean, I know, agreed, we shouldn't put all our trust into that player. But the good thing now yeah. is that, you know, everyone is sort of... Finding their areas where they can, like, they can just go ahead and play their own game. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. But just and finally, that that position is sorted out. Like, we've yeah. been, like, trying. Yeah. We've been talking exactly. about this. That, that is Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. And he's number 18, taking that number from Paul Scholes. We have someone there now, which is fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think you know, the little link up with uh, Maguire again, this game? I think Maguire missed uh, open miss, header. Uh, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah Bruno, oh yes. So yeah. dude, this is not the last we're gonna see a link up between these two players for sure. Maguire's gonna get on the score sheet a lot more because of Bruno yeah. Fernandez. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we have someone who can play the ball in. We have someone who yeah. can do set pieces, and he's taken penalties. Like you can see, oh my like God. finally we have a penalty taker as well. Like, <laughs> and he was four yeah, bro. Down. That penalty that was, was just true. class. It was yeah. It was, great. It was yeah. balls of steel on your first penalty. Yeah, it was. Um, but I think the other big talking point of the game was that uh, fucking Watford were pretty damn shit. And in the first 15 minutes, like you said, Vishnu, we were all over the place. They nearly scored. They had, like, I think Luke Shaw saved us on Troy Deeney, just fucking, you know, having yeah. an open goal. He didn't, didn't know what to do. He was. <laughs> he just banged into him, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think Watford were pretty damn shit. Like, their defense was fucked. And, you know, I said De Lafayou should come to United, but I, I take that back completely. Yeah. Dude, he just let Greenwood, like, completely go off on that third goal. Yeah. And he, he offered no resistance whatsoever. So, yeah. in my opinion, I think Watford were, you know, really, really bad at the back. Like, they didn't yeah. really sure. offer anything. They weren't really uh, marking our guys properly. They Their counterattacks kept being really shit. Uh, Vishnu, what do you think? How do you think they played? Yeah, they had a very mediocre game compared... Um, so if you look at a little bit of the statistics, they had only seven shots with two on target. I think both were De Gea saves. They were pretty good saves as well. They had only 40, 42% of the ball and uh, only 420 passes. Their defense was quite poor, but I also would really like to give credit to United's forward because I think what we were missing was... Um, honestly, I, um, I'd like to give a lot of credit to the wingers because Daniel James, even though he does still seem like oh, he has Daniel a lot of to be... Hear me out there, hear me out there, hear me out there. Ah, that his inclusion inside this game only, and I'm only speaking with this game, him and uh, Mason Greenwood on either ends. Um, they were making some good runs, and Daniel James did assist um, Bruno Fernandes. Um, he had a good shot uh, as well from the side, um, which was saved 
by Foster, and also that was a missed uh, opportunity by our, and Juan Bisaka, if you guys remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I just don't think they were able to keep up with the pace of uh, United's wingers. Martial obviously was exceptional. He was running a lot more than I have seen him run in the past few games. Um, he started smiling again, which is good, which is great news. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I just don't think they could like they could have. Uh, I just don't think they had any answer for Bruno's attacks and spur little incisions into the ball. Simple as that. Yeah. Go ahead, Karthik. Exactly. Yeah, so that's what I was getting at, too. I mean, you know, considering our last game to Watford, we drew against them, right? It was nil-nil. Yeah. yeah, that game was fucking abysmal, bro. What the fuck yeah. was that game? It was so boring. Like, we could see the lack of, you know... Uh, we saw, like, how... See, I feel like if we did not have Bruno in this game, like, that's exactly how, you know, yesterday's game would have gone on as well. So, I feel like uh, he's... Watford, right from the beginning, I think they were not a strong team. And this is how we should be playing against a team like this. And so that's good to see. And now we just need to keep riding on this momentum. I think that's extremely key here because it's literally the last uh, 10 games of the season. And yeah, this is it, guys. Like, if we don't, if this, if we can't pick up on this momentum, then I don't, um, it, it's, we should pick up on this momentum. Yeah, just to correct you as well, Watford beat us at home too. Yeah, so. I was I was Zero. trying to search oh, yeah. for that oh, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, so just that's even. Effects, yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure, but that's the thing, right? We've 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 performed so poorly against so many, you yeah. know, bottom table teams that I think it's I think it's good to see this. I think, and also we played good football. Mm. Like it's not just, just that we just got, uh, you know, a scrappy two 0 victory or something. This was. This was a comprehensive win. Like, we were the better team and we won. And that's how it should be. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, let's also put it out there that there was another big VAR decision uh, in this game. And again, it went to United's favor. And Vishnu, you said in the last podcast that you don't think it goes our favor. I completely yeah. disagree, dude. Every yeah. time an <laughs> opponent scores against us, I'm like 90% sure VAR is going to call it out or some yeah. shit. Because... Dude, like, to be fair to the Watford player, yes, his hand is involved in getting the ball to, you know, David De Gea, who has to then, you know, move it out, and whoever was there, Troy Deeney, can easily tap it in. But, dude, there's literally nothing the guy could have done. Like, he literally could, like, do nothing. It had to hit him on the arm. (laughs) So, what do you think? Do you think that was, uh, that should have stood, or do you agree with the decision? um, I honestly, I don't agree with the decision. I think it should have been a Watford goal because I, uh, I'm i not entirely sure if there was contact, but uh, Lindelof was ahead of the ball first. And I felt like there was a teeny bit of a deflection, um, which mm. kind of changed the angle. Um, there is nothing that the Watford player could have done. And um, yeah, I've seen goals like this being given in the past. So that's why it's a bit shocking to see that because as soon as they scored, I wasn't too worried because I, at that time we were picking up our pace. But again, like the last game against Chelsea, it could have had a serious impact on the game. We never know what a goal might do. If you're on the back foot again, you might play a bit more defensively, go the whole like Mourinho way and play on the bench or something like that, you know? So, yeah, yeah uh, it, it did make a... It's, again, like, I am I not, yeah. not going to complain. It's just so... Yeah. <laughs> 
So, but yeah, unfortunate to be a Watford fan if there are, you know, any out there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I think I think we're all in agreement with this anyway. I I I've, I thought it was um I thought it was a little too harsh for sure. Um but you know what's funny? So, when this moment happened, my streaming service started buffering. So, as soon as they scored, it started buffering, and I was like, fuck but then for a minute, I was like, oh, shit, VAR. Like, a lot of shit happened there. I just had a feeling that it would completely, for some reason, that it wasn't a goal. And then you messaged on the group, and I was like, oh, yeah, see, I knew it. Like, it was going <laughs> to yeah, happen. But, dude. but then you're right about the thing that, yes, usually, it, like, it's been going our way lately, so that's yeah. good. We got a little bit of luck there. Um, yeah. But I don't think that should necessarily overshadow our performance either. Um but it could have changed the game. It, it, it was a game-defining moment. I agree. Yeah. We could have been playing a lot differently. It would have been interesting to see, for sure. Uh, but I don't know, man. I just felt like, um, you know, despite the shaky start or whatever, uh, we still, like, showed a good amount of resilience in the way Bruno still came out. Even if, like, a couple of passes here and there. Like, we've seen this before from a midfield, too. They try something, and if it doesn't work out, we never try it again, you know? But Bruno yeah. didn't kick. Bruno didn't care. He knew exactly what he was doing every time he had the ball. So yeah. I think, but that's the kind of, you know, so it was, I feel like, um, yeah, so I don't think the VAR should necessarily overshadow United's performance, but it was extremely unfortunate for what. Yeah, what fair. But it, it was like playing a shit 10 years ago Man United rejects team because Tom Cleverly was on the yeah. field. Yeah. Danny Welbeck was on Welbeck the field. comes on, bro. Oh, I was like, ben Foster was ben on the field. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, those names you just completely forgot even exist yeah. are still playing for Watford. Um, but the, the other big talking point that I wanted to touch up on was, you know, we've been talking about this in previous podcasts, especially our Transfer Window podcast. Do we are we now starting to trust Tony Martial more? Is he our number nine? Do we bring in a backup? There's a lot of rumors about Musa Dembele coming in. Uh, Kartik, what do you think, bro? Um, I'm still not too sure about this dude. So, um, Martial, right now, yeah, we've seen three games. He scored three goals. He's on a good, you know, he's on a good run right now. Um, he's had these runs before, so I would like to see a few more games before I completely decide that we probably shouldn't go in for another big number nine. Maybe, like, have someone who can, like, like Egalo, for instance, if Egalo doesn't end up, if he does end up performing well this season, I think, I think whenever he's come on so far, he's had a shot on target. And I think that's, that's pretty interesting. I mean, I feel like he's got the, uh, um, the striker instinct as well in him, so... He's, you know, someone similar to him would be great. Um, but yeah, I can't make a final call on this yet. Um, you know, I would like to see how far Martial carries this form. So yeah. Yeah, Vishnu. If you if you go back to our posts and please do check it out on Instagram, Karthik is the only one of the three of us who's got Martial on a starting eleven. And uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, maybe we might just, you know, for making fun of him so much, we might know. <laughs> It might be a little bit of a karma right now, but yeah. Um, it's not karma. It's good for us, dude. It is great for it's us. Great. The rest of his great. team was still shit. Shut up. Oh, Go man. back and look I'm at scared. it. Whatever, like, man. I have, 
watch that video. I'm seeing things that you guys are not seeing, okay? I'm like... <laughs> so, you never know. Yeah. I think uh, we could see it reincarnated, uh, Martial. I think it's just he was overwhelmed without the presence of Rashford, that he had the sole responsibility to score the goals for Man United, as no one else was doing it at that time. So, um, you never know. I think, yeah, I agree with Karthik completely on this. We need to see a few more games, especially our uh, fixtures come up, up ahead, um, how they'll link up more, because they're not going to have good days forever. We know that. They might have a bad off day here and there, and uh, that will truly define where Tony Martial is. Um, from what I've seen <laughs> in the last four games with um, Bruno in the force and McTominay coming back from injury, I think he needs a solid midfielder feeding him those balls. And, um, uh, like, I know you're not the biggest fan of so let's say we take him out of the equation and bring in a, a world-class um, winger as well there. You know, it might just make the difference. Um, I think there's 31 games he's played this season. He scored 15 goals already, which is quite a decent statistic. I think he's on his way to having his most successful Manchester United season. So uh, you never know, man. Like, it just takes two or three games to, like, you know, truly change your perception of a player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, I still think we need another center forward, probably a different type of center forward, someone more like Igalo. I still don't but, think Igalo is the answer at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bring I mean, in, yeah uh, he's I good. He's, I like, called it. Yeah. Let's bring in Cavani. Cavani. <laughs> Honestly, like, the more I think about Cavani, the more I think, like, yeah, that's not actually a bad, like, for a one year yeah. thing, like, the more I think about it, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah. And I've, and I think Cavani is also in a much better spot than Ibra was when he, you know, moved to United as well. Nah, like he was much, nah, I mean, Ibra was much that. older. That's like That's some bullshit. No. Dude, and okay, so, Ibra scored... No, Ibra dude, was like beating he, PSG before he left. He, like, he, he literally was, played in the he, semifinal. It was evident he was, like, he was much slower. He wasn't the Ibra he used to be. Dude, fuck but, off with that shit, dude. What are you talking about? Zlatan... Carried us the first year, not even Pogba. Zlatan brought us. Okay, no, fine. He was carrying Karthik's defense, and this doesn't happen much, Karthik. So, uh, you know, bank on this. In Karthik's defense, when Ibra did join, we had Di Maria, we had Wayne Rooney, we, we had Di Maria. Yeah, we had Di Maria on the opening year. No, we didn't. Year. We didn't. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm 100 sure. We had Mikatarian. We had. Mkhitaryan. Sorry, that's what I meant. Dude, Mikatarian didn't even play for the first four months of that season. Mikatarian had has... him in the doghouse. Yes. Like, dude. Zlatan, no, I'm just saying like, Ibra did couple. well. I'm not saying he did. Obviously, Ibra was fantastic for us, dude. That's not what I'm Kavani saying. I feel like. He doesn't start, bro. Like, he doesn't start. He's bro. on the bench. Right no, now, like, PSG have a 10 right times more better team than what, you know, when, when Ibra had come from PSG at that point. So, no, I mean, that's not. No. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Cavani would be, I don't think he would be a bad addition. But again, I agree I with that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But Zlatan's a fucking king. He's still in AC Milan at 40 scoring oh, yeah. goals. Still in, yeah. yeah, he is. He's the king. I'm not saying, I'm not. Dude, Zlatan is the fucking king, bro. There's no doubt. But yeah. I, I think just physically, like, Cavani is still there, more there than what Zlatan was. But yeah, mm, mm. yeah, we'll take that offline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, on to the last point. I think we're playing Bruges oh, on Thursday. Yeah. This could be one of our biggest games of the season. Uh, it doesn't. We have a way goal, 
So we're good. Mm. Tony Martial again, taking the ball from out of nothing, scoring a goal, and Bruges scoring a complete bullshit goal because Romero made his first mistake as a yeah. United player. Um, we're at home. I think we didn't play Bruno. We didn't. Yeah. Scotty is now back. I feel like it should be pretty comfortable. Um, Vishnu, what do you? Th- I'm thinking two zero on our side. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Just to sum up the first game as well, um, I had some a little bit of issues that I have to get it out because like a little uh, bit. A little bit. <laughs> that was a shit game. We're just gonna touch on it briefly. Yeah. Because um, Ole in the press pre pre match interview before the Bruges game. He said that the Europa League game is going to be, it'll be a great achievement to have. It's a dream for any club to even like, you know, win in a European championship, um, European tournament. And then like, he goes in and plays a bullshit squad. And uh, if you're trying to just, I have like a little piece of advice for Ole. If you're trying to say stuff like this, at least back it up with your actions. If you're saying that you're going to like bring out like the best team and stuff, Bring out your best team. Don't play your fucking Pereiras and your Lingards. You know, play and like them best- both on the same team at the same. That, that was so stupid. That, that was, was ridiculous. Just- <laughs> but uh, yeah, we won't get into too much detail about yeah. the the what's gone is gone. We do have an important away goal, which is important, which is great. Bruno is definitely going to start this next game. He fucking better start. Uh, yeah, I think I. I at least I see a 1-0. I'm not sure about 2 or 3, but we'll definitely get a goal in. We're going to progress. And who knows? I'd, I'd like... We'll, make a spe- we'll try and make a special segment out of the Europa League as well. I think that'll be great to have to talk, you know, apart from the Premier League and stuff. So, yeah. I Honestly, yeah, 1-0 for me. I'm going to say stick with 1-0. All right. All right. Um... I'm gonna. I think. I think United are gonna are riding on this confidence right now. We've been playing well, and um, I'm gonna go with. I know we just beat Watford three 0 but I feel like we're playing at home again. You know, we we're still riding on that momentum. I easily see either a two 0 or a three 0 mm. win for United here. Is what I think. I think if we play the if we play the same team and even with Scotty back in the team now, guys, he's looking stronger than ever. By the way. Like, even though he just came back from an injury, I felt like uh, it didn't seem like he was shaky or anything, you know, as soon as he came on. So that was that was great to see as well. So I feel like we have a much stronger team now going into uh, the second leg. So, and I think Ollie is pretty aware of the mistake he made. Like, yeah, you don't play a team like that, especially after saying something like that. And yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's I would say I'm going to go with 3-0. Yeah, dude, I could see a 3-0. I'm, I'm saying 2-0, but I could I could easily see a 3-0 because they have a shit team. Like, Club yeah. Rouge is... Yeah, you were just watching that. them, you were like, we should be crushing them. If we played our yeah. first 11, we, we would have yeah. crushed them away from home. Yeah. And the, the tie would have been sealed. Yeah. Mm. Um, but... Do you think Greenwood will start that game? Yeah, dude, he only missed it because he was ill, right? Yeah. 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 I think... You're right. I think he will start. I, maybe even Agala will get a start, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope that Igalo will start and Martial, and Martial will be on the left. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if Ollie's really thought about that yet. You know, I mean, it would be interesting to see Igalo get the start, but I don't know. I think Ollie's very fixed in on Marcel being his number nine right now. Yeah, so, that's well, the thing. Ollie I have is a little bit of a different prediction. 
Um, I don't think we're going to, I think we're going to play a similar team to what we played in the first leg. Just purely because of our fixtures ahead. Because right after the Bruges game, we got Everton, we got City, we got Tottenham, uh, Sheffield as well right after. So I honestly think he's going to rest a lot of his players because we don't want to repeat of a Rashford. We don't want to repeat of a Pogba or a McTominay anymore. I think McTominay might get a start just because I think he's ready. Um, Martial, I'm not sure he will start this game. I think it'll be Greenwood and um, Igalo to go but, with. Yeah, but I think... I do, I, I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we we kind of, we're banking everything, we can't just bank everything on the league right now because the race is too tight. We can't. You know, and with the whole, like, city debate going on, like, what the hell's going on with that, whatever's going on with that. So yeah. I feel like Ollie needs, it's only the last 10 games, so I think we should look at it that way right now. If we're going to have any chance of, you know, we need to keep our options open. If the league doesn't happen, then... He has to go all in on the Europa, right? So I think yeah. this is the time. Like, you know, um, Everton, I think, is an easier game than what follows after that. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I, I do I see him. Yeah. So I, I do see him playing a much stronger team. And, I and see I'm just us- checking the fixtures, Kartik. Uh, we're playing Derby County on Friday. And we have a pretty good rest. So we go Friday at Bruges. I mean, Thursday evening. Then uh, Sunday, Everton. And then yeah. next Friday, we're playing Derby, yeah. which we can fucking rest people for. Like mm, The yeah. FA Cup, I couldn't give a fuck about. Like Obviously, it's amazing if we win, but I couldn't give a fuck. Like, we need to win yeah, the Europa exactly. League. Yeah. Absolutely. I want yeah. Champions League next season, dude. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a big one Reno as well if we won the, Euro- the, the Europa? We just feel like... <laughs> I just want to fucking crush me, you know. Dude, he's oh, such man. a like he's such a complaining little bitch. I am so sad for Tottenham fans. He's constantly like, "Oh, we don't have players. We don't have Hurricane. We don't have <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Like, imagine Solskjaer was like that when we had so many players out. I'd be like, "Dude, yeah. shut the fuck up." Mourinho yeah. is such. Bitch. Anyways, this is not a Mourinho podcast. Yeah, but I don't want to get into it. It's just there's just so much trauma there. I don't, don't yeah. want to bring it out right now. It's too much trouble. Yeah. Okay, I think you know. I think that's a really good place to end up. Um, you know, leave your thoughts on the Watford game. Leave your thoughts on the VAR decision. How do you think we played? How do you think we played against Bruges? And what is your score prediction against Club Bruges? Leave your comments in the place below and yeah thank you guys so much for listening yeah right there thank you guys so much for listening make sure to tune in to our next podcast we will see y'all soon all right peace out